0: Hello, and welcome to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast that delves into the things that matter to our primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles, and in this podcast, I'll be taking a look at what's going on to keep our food and fibre industries thriving and safe. In this series, I'll be catching up with people who have crucial and often surprising jobs to protect animals, crops, our environment, and the economy. It's kind of a case of you do what.
1: This was actually a change of uh, career for me. I, like, um, I was doing video editing before this and then uh, just kind of stopped enjoying that and thought, what, what kind of makes me happy? And dogs make me happy. So I, I did a course in training and dog behaviour and then interviewed at this place and they took me on and I've been here for four years. I'm loving it, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is Matthew Allison. He's a dog care specialist based at the MPI Centre near Auckland's airport. He looks after biosecurity or detector dogs, big and small. The dogs that sniff our bags when we arrive at Auckland Airport and that also run their noses over mail coming into the country to make sure nothing's arriving that could threaten our primary industries.
1: Uh, So this is uh, the main hub of the kennels that we're now in. The kennels for the dogs where they sleep kind of spread out around us here and the yards that they all stay in during the days outside the kennels.
0: How many dogs do you have in residence at the moment?
1: Oh, it was about 40, but we've got all the, all the pea litter back and there's about eight or nine of them now here. So yeah, probably around 50. It's, it's getting up there, it's getting up there. So most of the dogs are just our, like our mail center and our airport dogs, so they're, they're out there doing their uh, biosecurity thing. There are a few dogs that are sort of the brown marmorated stink bug dogs, uh, which is just a pest that we're trying to keep out of the country. Uh, so we've probably got two or three of those and i think there's a few other being trained in uh, other areas as well
0: are they all beagles
1: not all of them we're looking at some other breeds We're we're taking in some that might be appropriate so we've got we've got like a springer spaniel we've got a uh, a pointer some labs so we've got frisbee
0: fudge klaus gina ice fidget gizmo and fergus
1: yep yep those are so c block is pretty much filled up with our beagles The Block has kind of more of our Harriers, which are just kind of bigger looking beagles. (laughs) It might get a bit loud out here, when they they see a new person they might get very uh, (laughs) excited.
0: Matthew's caring for a litter of very young puppies, (coughs) along with their mum.
1: So the puppies I think are in one of these, I think this one here, they're just having a bit of a sleep, but we'll we'll get them out in a bit. (laughs) (coughs) I'm going to close this door now because you're a bit
0: loud. So what do you look for in a detector dog?
1: Whether they're food driven, we want high energy dogs, you've seen out there the way they bark, Uh, that's annoying in here, but good for work if they're very high energy high, really really driven then they're probably there's a good chance they'll be good workers.
0: And you want them to be food driven, do you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's their treat when they when they find something we give them we've got pouches of cookies and we'll give them cookies uh, if they find something that is a at risk item that we want to get out. When so you say cookies it's not actually a cookie. Oh uh, yeah, just dog biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about beagles is though that they don't or uh, well, at least for the job. is They're not uh, a hugely tactile breed, some of them do like to be pet, but for the most part, they're just like, no, give me my food, I just want biscuits. <laughs> they live for the biscuit, and if uh, sniffing out those apples and orange peels and stuff gets, it to, uh, gets them their biscuit, then yeah, they're, they're on it. Uh, they find a lot of seeds, like, um, it can be kind of impressive the, how small the seeds are, that they can kind of sniff out in little envelopes and stuff. But yeah, just really kind of drain-of-sand sort of size seeds that just... Yeah, they'll just indicate on these envelopes. You open up and go, oh, look, just fold it up in a piece of paper.
0: The litter I've come to see arrived bang on time, on the day they were expected.
1: Once they've, they've figured out that due date, it's, that's basically when it's going to happen. There's about a 24-hour, 36-hour window. As soon as a couple of days after they're born, we, we start kind of doing different exercises with them that will help them become more acquainted to the job later on. We, we touch different part, the different parts of dogs, their arms, their legs, their toes, their pads, their uh, ears, their face. We just want to make sure that nothing kind of bothers them. So like uh, even even now now that they've got their eyes and ears open and stuff, we can still kind of do little things. So we're in the playroom now. We'll, we can let them out later and they can run around. We've got different kind of surfaces down for them to kind of get used to what it might feel like to be on different surfaces so it's not so shocking. We have a TV in the corner where we'll play like DVDs or we've got uh cds of music and sound effects and fireworks and vacuums and things like that just to kind of get them used to yeah it's just background noise it's nothing so when they're working a trolley going by isn't exciting they need to be kind of bomb proof so that they can just focus on the work
0: what videos do they like
1: (laughs) they like whatever we like (laughs)
0: After a few weeks, the pups are carried just across the way to the main MPI office building for new experiences.
1: Usually, till uh, till then, they've only seen us. They haven't seen anyone else, just us in our blue <laughs> coming in every day. So going over and seeing a bunch of office people and seeing them kind of swoon over them and coming up squealing to them and things like that. So, like, just more sights and sounds for them before around nine weeks when... We say goodbye and let them go off with their foster families.
0: <laughs> foster families, or puppy walkers, need to live in Auckland or Hamilton, be home most of the time and have a fence that's puppy-proof. They'll have their little visitor for about a year.
1: They're back and forth during that time. They have assessments at six months and 12 months. Usually, yeah, they just they're, they track pretty well. And we've just got to make sure they stay healthy and happy.
0: Matt says nine out of ten pups usually make the grade. If they don't, their puppy walkers have generally fallen in love with them and are happy to give them a permanent home. He says beagle puppies keep their families on their toes.
1: They'll find anything, they'll they'll chew your socks, they'll chew your shoes, lift everything off the ground, <laughs> you know, it can be very difficult. Um, so our, our foster families, we really, really, really appreciate our volunteer families. Uh, so one thing about beagles, that once they find a smell, they that's all they're going to be focused on. So like, uh, we tell them not to let them off lead, because if they're off lead, you, you can call their name all, all you want they're going to be gone they're they're going to chase the smell, and that might be the next hour of your life trying to track this thing down yeah they're just they're all about the smell, and that's what makes them such good working dogs for us. I mean we've got a couple a couple horror stories from on, anonymous people with anonymous dogs <laughs> where one we had to bring back and uh, have a pair of underwear removed from <laughs> the gut <laughs> one was able to get up on the kitchen counter and eat like a whole pasta bake or something like that, that they had sitting out there cooling off.
0: At about a year old, the pups go into pre-training, learning to sit beside boxes and to hold their nose on odours. They'll be paired with a handler for further training and might be two years old before they start working on the belts at the mail centre or in the arrivals hall at the airport.
1: As much as we love all these dogs, they love their handlers more than us.
0: (laughs) And they don't go home with their handler at night. I imagine they did, but no.
1: No, no, uh, because we have food items and plant items in our home. So if they just get used to targeting that those odours then they're just going to be like oh so does this not matter anymore <laughs> if they took them home you know so yeah 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 they they have to stay in a sort of more neutral place like this
0: <laughs> do you get to deal with the bigger dogs
1: yeah for the rest of the week i'm i'm out amongst the kennels and out amongst the uh, other dogs out in the yard and we you know we feed and medicate and walk those guys we try to keep them as happy as happy as possible <laughs> Just wait.
0: on Get off, get off. Oh, Just
1: wait. are gorgeous?
0: The puppies start spending time in the playroom when they're about a month old.
1: You got oh, your laces? I've got my laces to be. You have to be so careful not to accidentally just uh, boot one as you're walking around. You just end up just shuffling your feet very slowly. It's <laughs> like a puppy
0: crash isn't it?
1: Yeah yeah no it is.
0: <laughs> You've got your mop?
1: <laughs> yeah when they're out in the playroom we've got to make sure we can clean up their pee as they go or they just spread it all over the place which they're currently doing. I'm not doing a great job here.
0: <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Got sharp little needle teeth. <laughs> and some are so much bigger than others.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've, we've This one uh, this one here is stocky. They're all small, but at a certain point you get used to going, oh well, this guy's massive. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have like a two and a half kg one and then like a one and a half kg one. I hope they do start getting a little bit vocal here, because it'll be very cute listening to them sort of growl at a toy that's sitting there or start playing with each other and It's kind of like listening to a kid kind of trying to form words for the first time. (laughs) You're like, yeah, you can use that. It can can mean things. (laughs) Uh, When when they're with the puppy walker families, we will take them out to the mall and so they get used to like escalators and stairs and the people and like uh, lifts and things like that. They wear little jackets. They wear their jackets out so they have to get used to only Peeing when they're not wearing their jackets because when they're wearing their jackets that means they're at work so we uh, yeah try to get used to that early on. Alright, come on Neil. Let's go, let's go. Get him away. Good
0: girl. <laughs> you're, they're coming out as fast as you're putting them back in.
1: Right, them <laughs> you fall in love with certain ones.
0: They'll be tired now, probably.
1: Oh, yeah, hopefully. i bet if I take you back to reception and come back, they'll they'll probably be asleep. (laughs) Back in their dog pile.
0: (laughs) Dog care specialist Matthew Allison. MPI detector dogs pick up thousands of items each year that have the potential to threaten our primary industries and could cost the country millions of dollars. The top interceptions are fresh fruit, plants plant products and meat. And Matthew says they're often on the lookout for foster families. If you're interested, hop onto the MPI website and type in Detect a Dog. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to You Do What? a series in MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Thanks for listening. Kia pai tērā.